0: Holiness is the great beautifying attribute of the living God. Amen. It's an attribute that we like least by the nature, right. because it's the most contrary to our nature. Right. We can love His power because we want to be powerful, but we don't love His holiness because we don't have any natural desire to be holy. Right. Holy is that terrible hatred that He has for all sin and imperfection and does not allow Him to look approvingly on any iniquity. But it's called the beautifying attribute of the God of heaven. Amen. And we're to worship Him in the beauty of holiness, right, amen. is what the Bible teaches us. And so we have a Spirit of God called the Holy Spirit, amen. rather than the mighty Spirit, the eternal Spirit, once in a while, but He's the Holy Ghost, amen. the Holy Spirit. The Bible is called the Holy Scriptures because of the emphasis on God's holiness, and we just sang it. Let's turn in our Bibles to Psalm 71. Psalm 71, for the reading of the Word of God this morning, written by our brother David and used for the worship of God in assemblies under both testaments. Psalm 71, let's rise together and read these 24 verses in unison. Together. In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be put to confusion. Deliver me in thy righteousness and cause me to escape. Incline thine ear unto me and save me. Be thou my strong habitation, whereunto I may continually resort. Thou hast given commandment to save me. For Thou art my rock and my fortress. Deliver me, O my God, out of the hand of the wicked, out of the hand of the unrighteous and cruel man. For Thou art my hope, O Lord God. Thou art my trust from my youth. By Thee have I been holden up from the womb. Thou art He that took me out of my mother's bowels. My praise shall be continually of thee. I am as a wonder unto many, but thou art my strong refuge. Let my mouth be filled with thy praise and with thy honor all the day. Amen. Cast me not off in the time of old age. Forsake me not when my strength faileth. For my enemies speak against me, And they that lay wait for my soul take counsel together, saying, God hath forsaken him. Persecute and take him, for there is none to deliver him. O God, be not far from me. O my God, make haste for my help. Let them be confounded and consumed that are adversaries to my soul. Let them be covered with reproach. And dishonor that seek my hurt. But I will hope continually, and will yet praise thee more and more. My mouth shall show forth thy righteousness and thy salvation all the day. For I know not the numbers thereof. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. I will make mention of thy righteousness, even of thine only. O God, Thou hast taught me from my youth, and hitherto have I declared Thy wondrous works. Now also, when I am old and gray-headed, O God, forsake me not, until I have showed Thy strength unto this generation, and Thy power to every one that is to come. Thy righteousness also, O God, is very high. Who has done great things? O God, who is like unto thee? Thou, which hast showed me great and sore troubles, shalt quicken me again, and shalt bring me up again from the depths of the earth. Thou shalt increase my greatness, and comfort me on every side. I will also praise thee with the psaltery, even thy truth. O my God, unto thee will I sing with the harp, O thou holy one of Israel. My lips shall greatly rejoice when I sing unto thee, and my soul which thou hast redeemed. My tongue also shall talk of thy righteousness all the day long, for they are confounded, for they are brought unto shame that seek my hurt. Amen Amen. and amen. You may be seated. The 24th verse helps define righteousness for us, since we have mentioned righteousness several times in the psalm. And that is that God will do right in defending his people against their enemies. He said in that 24th verse, My tongue also shall talk of thy righteousness all the day long. Now he has said that a couple of times already. But here he tells us why, for they are confounded, for they are brought into shame that seek my hurt. And that's the righteousness of God. He will reward the righteous. Mm -hmm. I wrote a proverb to you recently from Psalm 58, verses 10 and 11, that tells us that the righteous will dip their feet in the blood of the wicked, and they will know that verily there is a reward for the righteous. And that is God's righteousness in defending his people. This psalm is so full of good stuff, good words, good thoughts toward us. As David puts his total trust in God in spite of great adversity and many enemies. His hope was in the Lord. And he said, my hope has been there from my youth. And it's still there. It's been there since you took me out of my mother's womb and from her bowels. And it's still going to be there. Amen. And when I'm old, I'm still trusting in you to deliver me. Because I want to use the time I have left to speak of thy righteousness and greatness to the generation that is to come. Amen. And that is a motive that will help you live a long life. Right. I find that in the Psalms several times by David, and I see it in the life of Hezekiah. Hezekiah. Where he asked the Lord for further days to use it to teach children and grandchildren the fear of the Lord. Verse 3. I would comment on every verse. Preparing for this psalm, I almost wanted to quit Philippians chapter 1 and do Psalm 71 because there's so much in the psalm. Amen. But I've chosen a course for this morning, which means we need to be brief with the psalm. Verse 3. Be thou my strong habitation. Not... Any habitation, but my strong habitation, whereunto I may continually resort. This is where the righteous go continually. You know, because many are the afflictions of the righteous. And we have many occasions that we need to flee to a place to hide and find peace and safety. And this is a place you can run to continually. The strong habitation of the Lord himself. Be thou my strong habitation. Thou hast given commandment to save me, for thou art my rock and my fortress. His entire trust was in the Lord, which he had already told us in verses 1 and 2 before he gets to verse 3. He says in 5 and 6 that God had been his hope, God had been his trust from birth. And I hope that the children that are raised in this assembly will be able to say that when they're older, that they had always put their trust in the Lord and their hope in the God of their salvation. Verse 7, I am as a wonder unto many. Many could look at David's life and wonder, was God with him? Is this the anointed psalmist of Israel? Is this the king of Israel? Look at all the troubles in his life. I am as a wonder unto many. But thou art my strong refuge. He had a place to go, even though it looked like he was helpless. He had all the armies of Israel chasing him. At other times, it was all the armies of the Philistines chasing him. Sometimes his own men wanted to stone him, first Samuel chapter thirty. Right. And yet thou art my strong refuge, even if I look like a wonder to those as they look at my circumstances. And he wants his mouth to be filled with God's praise and with the honor all the day. Verse eight. Do you know how many times? There there are four times in this Psalm where we see all the day all the day. Meaning I want to always be praising the Lord. I always want to be doing it. And he's a man describing trouble. I am as a wonder. But I want all the day, I want my mouth to be filled with the praise and honor of God. In verse 9, it refers to his old age. Lord, don't cast me off when I get old. I can't do all the great things I could for you when I was younger. That's why the Bible says, remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth before the evil days come. But David says here cast me not off in the time of old age forsake me not when my strength faileth. We're all going to get weaker. We are getting weaker. And here's a prayer. Lord, don't leave me because I'm getting weaker and I can't do as much for you. And he says on the same subject over in verses 18 and 19 in verse 18 Now also when I'm old and gray-headed, O God, forsake me not. And he gives the reason until I have showed thy strength unto this generation and thy power to everyone that is to come. That's the motive for wanting to live a long life. Amen. And it's it's a prayer that those of us or you that are getting older should pray. That God will not cast you off in your old age. He will not. But we pray for the things that we know he will not to put the, to tell him that our trust is in him and our confidence is in him. You know, his enemies looked at him and said, God's forsaken him. We can take him now without any trouble. Verses 10 and 11 and 12. David prays in verse 12 that God would deliver him from them. Verse 15 is the one I mentioned earlier today about the righteousness and salvation of God not having any numbers. How are you going to tell me about the length, the breadth, the height, or the depth of the love of God, of his righteousness or of his salvation? Right. They are infinite in measure. It's the unspeakable gift of salvation that God's given us as we learn in the New Testament. Did you like to read verse 19? Does a verse like that stir your soul? Yes. Amen. Now it has the word who twice. But I don't see a question mark. Amen. I see an exclamation mark. Thy righteousness also, O God, is very high. Now, it's been immeasurable in numbers. Now, it's very high in this 19th verse. Who has done great things. That is not a question. That is a statement defining and describing the God who is very high and has great righteousness. And then, O God, who is like unto thee? That is not a question because there is no answer for it. Except no, no one is like unto thee, O Lord, but it's expressed in an exclamation of God's greatness. And I hope when you read a verse like that, and you know you have a brother like David, that you have a kindred spirit with him of wanting to praise the Lord with the same degree of intensity as David did in that 19th verse. Thy righteousness also, O God, is very high. Who has done great things, O oh God? Who is like unto Thee? There is no one like our God. Amen. Verse twenty will introduce our sermon for tonight. Thou, which hast showed me great and sore troubles, I think I could stop with most of your families and list some troubles. Thou, which hast showed me great and sore troubles, shalt quicken me again, and shalt bring me up again from the depths of the earth. David was beaten quite low, and he had great and sore troubles, but he knows where they came from. They came from the Lord. The Lord had showed them to him, but he knew. He still had his faith. He still had his hope. He still had his trust, and he knew God would quicken Quicken him again, or make him alive, because he felt dead. And raise him up from the earth, because he felt so low. And so he goes on immediately to say in verse 21, Thou shalt increase my greatness, and comfort me a little bit. No. And comfort me on a side or two. No. And comfort me on every side. Okay, man. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, man. Love the word of God, brethren, and love every word of the word of God. Thou shalt increase my greatness and comfort me on every side. And he goes on to say how much he wants to sing and praise God and his truth with his harp and with his lips. Verse 23, my lips shall greatly rejoice when I sing unto thee and my soul which thou hast redeemed. I hope when we sing in this church, we are not just mouthing words nor going through a formality. But that this verse is true of us. My lips shall greatly rejoice. We're not just forming the words. We are loving what we're doing. We have excitement and pleasure in what we're doing. My lips shall greatly rejoice when I sing unto thee and my soul. From the inside out, our singing should be joyful as we praise the Lord. From the heart to the lips, out where our ears can hear the joyful sound of God's redeemed singing praise to his great and glorious name. That ought to be our desire. My tongue also shall talk, not sing, but talk of thy righteousness all the day long, because God has delivered us. Again, I could go through this room and look way back into your past and see where you were in great and sore trouble, and God has delivered you. And we ought to sing of his righteousness and speak of it, as that 24th verse says, speak of it, talk of it all the day long, because he has delivered us. It would take a long time, but I could stop with each one of you and remind you of, most of you, and remind you of when you were greatly troubled, great and sore troubles, but the Lord has delivered. So we ought to speak of them and sing of them with joy on our lips and joy from our souls. May the Lord bless us to do that.